0: Welcome to the Board Game Snobs Podcast with me today, the irrepressibly convivial Richard We're Not Rizzards Simpson. I had to look that up. I, actually, I heard that phrase the other day. I was like, irrepressibly convivial. I like that. What does it mean? And does it means that just, mean just
1: like polite it,
0: and friendly? It, and stuff no, like it just uh, yeah, friendly and like joyful and like happy, like just a, a good, you put out good vibes.
1: How, how are you doing? How's house, house things? Because you went, you were on holiday. I believe you're uh, yeah. yeah, you were in holiday. Oh, yeah. You said that. You're like, I thought you were
0: on vacation. Now, I don't know how yeah. long vacations last in Europe, but here we get like three days, and it all has to be on our own time and paid for by ourselves. Mm. Uh, I got like a literally three days vacation, but of course you add that to the weekend. So I got five days vacation. And that's when we went to Miami to see my brother-in-law. Yeah. yeah. I got sunburned, but I did get to sit on the beach, look at all the beautiful things, and... Uh, Then we came back and I was terrified the whole flight up there, the whole flight back, which inspired a conversation between me and Jerry about journeys and destinations. And I hate traveling. I hate flying. I hate having to get to somewhere. I enjoy being there. But I, I just want to be at the destination. And therefore, Jerry's like, no, no, no. Part of the destination is the journey. And getting there is part of what makes the experience so much better. And I I, I finally, because cons- Jerry, he will talk enough. Yeah. To re- I will just say, you know what? You make a fine point. You do. And and, but- and and often he does. But generally, I would say 90% of the time that me and him have a disagreement And we ask for emails. They always, uh, I'm the reasonable one. (laughs) Jerry just thinks his opinions are facts. He thinks his opinions are facts. But he's he's there.
1: But he's trying to give these opinions out there because he's kind of put them as facts. I mean, he he wants to get canceled. He He is
0: a very smart, he is a smart man.
1: He is a smart man. But he's not
0: as smart as he thinks he is. So where would you, where where do you land on this discussion? If you are, uh, uh, where, where do you go on vacation? Okay.
1: Where would you like to go? Right. Okay. And Journeys where? are a different thing over in the UK. And I'll tell you the reason why. Okay. Is that generally our commuter times are a lot shorter. So somebody said, because I, I have a few friends on your side of the pond, as they would say. And me saying that it takes me, you know when I used to drive to work, I used to commute to work. It used to take me forty five minutes. And people that I spoke to couldn't believe that it only took me forty five minutes to actually drive to work and get to the office. Only yeah. only now in the in in America, I've heard that you know people say, well, i was I'm gonna drive and visit my grandma and she's like six hours away, and apparently that's an acceptable. That's an acceptable time to go and travel and see a relative. And to me, that's just far That's just far too long. Six I mean, hours away
0: is a long way to me.
1: Six hours away is a huge amount of But you speak to some people, and they're like, oh, yeah, if you if you, have a friend. You can drive from California.
0: Spain to France in that point, can't you?
1: Yeah, but it's like, if you can drive from, like, something from like. From Spain to New Zealand, right? <laughs> it's not that close. It's not like we're all together, one side of the globe. Oh, so say California you. apparently takes about three weeks to drive up. If you're going from South to North California, it takes like about a month and a half. Well, everything is
0: so wide open here. Like, yeah. I live in Texas. There's a place yes. in Texas south of us, Big Ben. It's near the Mexico border. Hmm. It is 10 hours away, just driving
1: south. And in Texas, all in Texas. And does that stay in Texas? You're not actually leaving no. state? You're uh, yeah, actually no, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all in Texas. I can drive, okay, from literally where I live just now. Probably to close Pretty close to the southern point Of the entirety of the UK Within about 10 hours I would reckon If I pushed myself a bit I could get pretty much the whole Length of the country Now I'm in, I live in the middle part of Scotland So I could like drive 10 hours easily And I would quite easily be looking At the, the south coast of England So that you saying it's 10 hours And you're staying in the same state That's what I mean That kind of blows my mind in terms of holidays, I used to be the person who I'd be quite happy to. If I'm by myself, I'm not fussed about journeying, but see if I'm journeying with other people, sitting in sitting in airports and stuff like that for four or five hours at a time, no, or three yeah. hours, or having that. And so we've quite recently we've taken because we've got the dog now, and it can be difficult to take them anywhere. We and we don't want to leave them in this any kind of kennels or any place like that. So we, we took them on holiday with us and the place that we went to was like two hours away. It was up to um, it was up to a loch. Where a Scottish girl? lake. A loch, yeah. you got to see Nessie. Um, no, well, we weren't too far. We were near um, the biggest loch in Scotland, which is Loch Lomond. But it was only two hours away. And the best thing about it was that when it came to the last day of the holiday and we were all packed up, we just knew that once we got in the car and we drove for two hours, we were home again. And the biggest killer for me is when you get to the end of the holiday and you realize you've got to commute an hour to get to the airport, then you're going to have to wait two hours in the airport, then you've got a four-hour flight, then you've got an hour on the other side. And you're literally, you know, you get to that point on the way home and you're just like, this is just, <laughs> this is just going to never again it's the worst it's the worst this is just going to absolutely kill me so holiday wise I think all intents and purposes while we'd like to go abroad again I think that we're more likely to kind of stay within either go north further into Scotland or go south there's um, the place in the north of England called the Lake District Mm -hmm. and it's got some love it's all green you go down you drive is a
0: lake the same as a lock what's a lock
1: a pond no a lake Don't or a lock? Watch it. Lock. It's a, just a Scottish version. Unlock of to go to the lake. I'd lock to go to the lake. Exactly. You're going in the lock? No, I'm going in the lake. It's the same thing. It's just it's the, same the thing. terminology. Just it's just the name. It's just
0: one is the it's long A, a one is the short
1: A. It's tomato and tomato. They're you know, I was, saying,
0: I was saying, I know, I was
1: saying the other day,
0: mm. the problem with the English language. Is our, It's our vowels. The whole, this is a short vowel, this is a long vowel, the A, the A, the O, the A. They should have just made a completely made up new letter for that short and long. Like the A could be the A, but if it's A, it needs to be like a completely different shape. That would make the English language so much more easier, in my opinion.
1: Somebody always said, and it, it always sticks out to me, and I see it come up time and time again, that the English language is literally three other languages in a trench coat, basically walking about. And that's why it's like there's so many different kind of pronunciations and stuff. Like um, bow and trough and through. <laughs> They've all got O-U-G-H. And they're pronounced ah oh, just pronounced different.
0: It's got Gaelic and Latin and all these uh, languages smashed together. Well, that's uh, I I I do not enjoy traveling. Um, okay, well here we go. I'll I'll just say this for this for this purpose. This uh, Daniel Holding of Dyspire, he wrote in regarding this subject in an email. We like to read emails and acknowledge our fans writing in because we do ask for emails, and then oftentimes Jerry doesn't even bother to read the emails. So here I am holding. This down is the a real couples
1: therapy session. <laughs> <you're going> <laughs> Don't here. you
0: get me started he's on Jerry? He's not even here to defend himself. He won't himself. even the call me. Thing. I'm like, we need. To, okay, and you know what else? This is. You know why you're on here? Because I said I have told yeah. myself I am tired of hassling Jerry to record. If he wants to record, <laughs> he's going to call me. Because it's it's the whole thing of he's like well just call me uh, when you get a chance call me when you're free I'll see if I'm free no I'm always free you call me when you're free
1: all right sorry I gotta I'm gonna call this me. is kind of like a Jerry Springer <sighs> type moment he
0: is the father
1: of my adversity
0: Daniel Hoding says now okay Daniel you kind of chose a a middling point a, a cheat. I agree with both Gabi and Jerry in regards to our travels, our traveling. He says, he says, I'll give two examples from his trip to Israel back in 2017. Israel must be nice. Experience numero uno. He mixed in some Spanish here. He knew I could read it because I'm Hispanic. We walked up Mount Masada. It's a very cool, ruined fortress city. I saw the movie, Daniel. I know what you're talking about. With a sad history in the life of Israel. The ruins Mm -hmm. at the top of the hill were very cool in their own right. However, there was a very long, steep, rough hike up the mountain to get there. Now, there is a gondola, which you could ride to get up there if you didn't want to hike it. Would I have still enjoyed the ruins? Yes, but nowhere near as much as after having spent two hours hiking up the mountain. Okay, he doesn't really elaborate on why he enjoyed the hike so much, but I'm assuming it's a a joyful hike? I
1: don't know. That sounds like self-imposed pain. Dan sounds like the type of person that, you know, he has the choice of driving three hours to work, or he can cycle and it takes (laughs) five hours, and what he does is he cycles in, but not when it's nice, he cycles in when it's raining, Yeah, and and he walks in with his head almost bleeding from the hailstones that have been hitting off his head. <laughs> and he comes in, and he shakes himself off before he goes a cycle it, And he makes sure everybody... He's like a vegan. And he's like... Oh, yeah. He's like a vegan that does
0: CrossFit. He has to let everyone know. He lets
1: everybody know.
0: Okay, but here we go. He does give an experience numero dose, which I understand, because once again, I'm Hispanic. We got... So, the first scenario, he's saying... The journey helped him appreciate the destination. Here, in example numero dos, he says, we got lost on the way to one of the Roman-built cities. So basically, he's just bragging about how much he gets to travel. Okay, we get it, Daniel. Must be nice. It was very hot, something 40 degrees Celsius. I don't understand y'all's Celsius, but I, I, I assume that's, that's like... A- Close 100. to 100 degrees Yeah, okay.
1: let's double let, You keep because talking when, and I'll double check When
0: though. me and Dan were discussing this in our last podcast He was like, it's 40 degrees here And I was like, I think that's like close to 100 degrees
1: Fahrenheit 100, It's 100 and f- 104 104, good 104, Greece. I don't know what that is that's, that's really hot He says it was, okay, so
0: there, we got lost on the way To one of the Roman built cities It was very hot, 104 degrees Or 40 degrees Celsius Where Oh god Spell check Daniel We were in the car with no AC No GPS signal Driving around trying to follow an old Fashioned paper map to get to the destination Yeah. By the time we got there We were also fed up with the heat The trip being lost And annoyed at each other Now were you annoyed at each other because you were lost Did someone give you bad directions Or is just one of you cantankerous and difficult to deal with I'm not quite sure why I'm they were annoyed sure. at each other
1: Or did somebody refuse to admit that they maybe got the directions wrong?
0: Or did somebody fart, and no one would fess up to it, and they're like, who farted? And they just kept farting the whole time in this hot, stinky car, and the windows were broke, and they couldn't get the windows down, so they were just angry.
1: They're sitting in a brown frog getting kind of angrier.
0: But by the time they got there, they were all bitter and definitely didn't enjoy it anywhere near as much as we could have because of the so there they were so irritated with the experience of getting there they were hot lost tired mad that once they got there it ruined the experience so that's what i'm saying transporters transporter beams if we had transporter beams we could avoid all these traveling problems
1: i reckon i reckon he would have got there still and told everybody what his journey was like mason pierce Well, here we go, Mason Pierce. Mason Pierce sounds like a lawyer's firm.
0: Perry Mason Pierce. Perry Mason says, "Gobby." He addressed it to me because I'm the one that checks the emails. I do everything (laughs) because he knows you turn up. (laughs) (laughs) We uh, oh, Jerry was like, "Oh yeah, I'll respond to our Patreon." No, I've responded to all the Patreon's I can. Jerry has responded to like one. Anyway, you know, I love Jerry. (laughs) I love him, but he drives
1: me insane. Anyway, <laughs> Mason Pierce, <laughs> Mason Pierce, Are you calm now. Do you, no, do you want to take a second? Okay, okay, I do. Just back there. I
0: hold on. Where's
1: there that? you go. Have a drink, okay? There he's having a little drink here. Oh, is that a branded board game? No, nah, it's a sticker. It's a. Sticker. Oh, it's a sticker. And where did you get that sticker from? Red Bubble.
0: Uh, actually, this is this is part of the Gateway Network, which I I don't know if it's defunct or not. But all right. uh, uh, Ryan James of the Gamecasters kindly put our stuff on Redbubble before kind of we did Sir Meeple, but now we're we're exclusively Sir Meeple, except for a, the stuff that we have on Redbubble.
1: Yeah. All right. Okay.
0: You're okay. on Sir Meeple, too.
1: I am. We're not. Is a good man. If you Ten want is to look
0: man. up. Uh, a semi defunct podcast, We're Not Wizards. Check out his stuff We're on
1: We still do stuff. <laughs> we still when do stuff. You've
0: had one podcast in
1: three years. Look, I gave myself, right, I recorded enough shows. To cover myself off for the next five years. I mean, That's let's true. face it. If I was doing one a month, I'm, I'm covered until 2037 at the moment.
0: That's true. And you do have a blog, which I'll get to here momentarily.
1: Okay, thank you. Um, anyway, Mason Pierce. Mason Pierce is <laughs> Gobby,
0: Just wanted to say, I think your point regarding travel is valid. I could just stop there, but I'll continue on. I don't think one should have to suffer to properly experience the wonders of the world. People who live 10 minutes from the Grand Canyon or Mount Fuji don't deserve to enjoy those places any less than those who have to trek 20 hours to get there. Sure, being forced to work for something through suffering tends to make it feel like a bigger deal, but that doesn't mean it has to make it feel like a bigger deal. I work across the street from the Liberty Bell for a while. Oh, I worked, my bad. I worked across the street from the Liberty Bell. You know what the Liberty Bell is, Richard?
1: Um, I'm guessing it's a bell, and if you ring it, then an angel gets its wings.
0: (laughs) An angel of freedom and independence.
1: An angel of freedom screaming at the
0: First (laughs) Amendment. (laughs) Screaming at King George, saying, Frank, you, George. Anyway, it has something to do with independence, blah, blah, blah. All right, okay. From the British. All right. I I worked across I'm the street I'm from the Liberty pressure. Bell. You should watch oh. National uh what's the movie with uh National uh, Lampoons. No, not National Lampoons. The one with
1: uh National Treasure uh, with uh, Dawn the, 60 seconds. Yeah. National uh, Nick Cage. Nick Cage. National Treasure. National have this you is seen my National my Treasure. Name. I have, I'm not going to watch some kind of America American patri.
0: You should watch Patriot National Treasure. Nonsense. Enjoy the proper Actually, it's ant uh
1: yeah. Anyway, they all start off kind of anti-American, but by the end they're all smoking cigars, and, and it all ends with up stripes. with
0: Freemasons in the end. It has to do with Freemasons, Mason Pierce. I continue.
1: That's like a film. There's another film, the follow-up, which is about a whale, which is called Free Willy. I've I have never seen Free Willy,
0: but I enjoyed the Michael Jackson song. <laughs>
1: I got to stop you because otherwise you're going to sing the whole song.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, Mason Pierce worked across the street from the Liberty Bell for a while, and he would occasionally eat Burger King on the lawn of Independence Hall as the founding fathers would have wanted to soak in the place. Best Mason. Oh, I thought you were going to go somewhere with that Mason, but he kind of just stops right
1: there. I thought it was just a humble brag, isn't it? You know. And I used to, you know, I used to like sit at the feet of the Statue of Liberty and wonder where everything went wrong while I was eating, you know, a macaroni cheese.
0: Ooh, go ahead.
1: That's what I used to do, and it had a little bit of garlic on it and some occasional garlic on macaroni and cheese. Yes, I've never tried that. Are you joking me?
0: I've never tried garlic You've, on macaroni oh and cheese. My, what? Are you joking me? You've no. never. What? <laughs> I'm, I'm a mac and cheese aficionado.
1: They are obviously won't. not an official. You've got to watch because if there's a knock at the door right now, it'll be the mac and cheese aficionados dem- demanding to hand your badge back in.
0: Garlic salt. Is that what you said? A little bit of garlic salt or a little bit of onion salt. Duly noted. Do you put that on the craft mac and cheese? Or a homemade mac and cheese. It's homemade mac and cheese every way. Or you can use a craft and one. Do
1: you want an even better one than that? Okay.
0: I do. I always want the better version.
1: Okay. French baguette. <laughs> Did you ever say, do you want a worse version? Well, I could say a worse version. And that would just <laughs> <Okay>. be... <laughs> Take some, take some macaroni with, cheese. <laughs> put some poop put on it. it in same, <laughs> put it in the same car as that guy farting <laughs> when he was driving. And then you've got... Macaroni sure puff cheese. Like a,
0: but I will take the better. Go ahead. Okay,
1: okay, okay, okay. Diagonally sliced French bread. Okay. Approximately three quarters of an inch thick. Okay. So a slice, a diagonal slice, slice. down the middle, the half, diagonal like the slice. halfway point. Yeah. Like, like okay. a slice, like a slice. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. Toast that. But how you toast it, okay, is you put a little bit of virgin olive oil on it, on the top. Okay, stick it, toast one side, turn it over, virgin olive oil, a little bit, toast that side. Get your macaroni cheese, okay? Macaroni cheese on top of the toast, okay? Sprinkle a little bit of maybe slightly cheddar-y type cheese. Onion, salt, potentially a little bit of garlic. If you want to be really, really fruity, a little bit of paprika, Stick it back under the grill for about five minutes until the cheese gets a little like, extra crunchy and crispy. You're welcome. Is that a
0: mac and cheese
1: sandwich? That's it's kind of like a mac and cheese open club sandwich. It's
0: a open. So you're putting it. So the sandwich you didn't cut the sandwich like in half, as in to put like make it a sandwich. But you're no. you I'm you put the mac and, and cheese on top
1: slice Yeah, a big slice. Yeah, and then you can just I... eat it. It's just, it's amazing. Like
0: the entire time you were talking, my brain was being tickled.
1: So there you go. As long as that's what that, the right thing, because if we talk about anything no, else, I don't want no. anything else getting no, tickled. No. no,
0: it was the, perfectly the right thing. There you go. It was better. You were
1: correct. There you go. It is better. That's a, worse it could be if it's cold. <laughs> you know what's worse worse you, if would, you, would you find like it to, the next morning when you're hungover. <laughs> would you and to it's something cold. And it's better. Yes. No. No. Um,
0: any more emails? Oh, yes, I have two more emails, and then we'll get to your business.
1: Right, okay. Let's let's keep going, because I feel we're in, a, we're in uh, a good place.
0: A new Patreon uh, oh. donator, Robin Zwicker. Appreciate it, Robin. Thank you,
1: Robin. <clears throat> I don't see says, any of that money for appearing today, by the way. <laughs> but I'm just thanking Robin I'll, anyway.
0: I'll, I'll send you a few shekels. I know Gabby, okay, well Robin, you spelled my name wrong, I only have one B, it's G-A-B-Y. I understand, I understand, That's that seems to be tickle typical, but it's, it's Gabby, so Gabby is two B's, but that's okay, I think that's an American thing, I understand. I know Gabby, you enjoy movies, I do. A question popped into my mind, since you're all expert movie patrons, period. I don't that's a that's a weird sentence you wrote there Robin since you're all expert movie patrons and then a period Mm -hmm. it's kind of an incomplete thought but I'll allow it but I'm not going to make fun Robin because you just donated to our Patreon so everything you do is correct everything
1: it does is wonderful
0: what is the best candy pairing with popcorn what portions of each makes the perfect mix how do you mix the two Pour into the tub, or a handful of this and a handful of that. Which is the best standard movie popcorn? Without butter, with butter, or kettle corn? Thoughts on many questions. Thoughts there's, on th- caramel. Thoughts on caramel popcorn. Caramel. They, Robin. You. <sighs> Robin, Robin. No, no, stop! No stop. This is, stop. okay. Stop All right. Again. You're right. Stop You're right. Okay. Hold stop on. again.
1: Hold on. Stop again. Have a drink. Okay. Okay. Are we good?
0: Carmel's a place a place you visit in California, Robin, but okay. Well,
1: obviously means caramel. Thoughts obviously means caramel, caramel. Popcorn. And also, it- can I just say that Robin is also a girl's name potentially as well? So I've only I have made it gender neutral. Oh, that's there you go. I I've You're, been saying they.
0: Yeah, I've been. I actually believe, I think I, I, I'm pretty sure they follow us on Facebook. I'll All have right. to double check. I believe it's he, but Good. either way they, we'll go they for now. There you go. Thoughts on caramel popcorn for it or against it Robin Z. Okay, so there are several That's questions asked. Number one, what is the best candy pairing with popcorn? For me, without a doubt, just original plain chocolate M Ms. Pour them in there, and they say what portions of each make. I, just if it's a movie popcorn, a large, yeah. Yeah. get you a regular box of M M&M, Just pour the whole thing in there, give it a few shakes. Here's the problem: all the M Ms will end up on the bottom of the bucket.
1: That that can happen, yeah.
0: So then you could just shake in half eat try to get you a few m&ms in there with your popcorn that way i got that from my mother i've since been doing it it's addictive you get a little touch of a little touch of chocolate with your popcorn popcorn is surprisingly versatile with the things that you can mix with it i also enjoy louisiana hot sauce on my popcorn have you ever you're, tried
1: that you're a monster <laughs> have you ever tried it Look, I'm coming from the place where we don't even... You're doing this. Oh, what candy do you mix with you your popcorn? You have Scottish we hot do sauce. That. Do y'all we even just, have hot sauce? We No, we, we, we kind of... We, well, no, we don't, because it's like, you know, everything is <laughs> fairly bland. We don't have a hot sauce. You know. What is it? Cabbage sauce? What do y'all have there? It was something that was strange that somebody said to me recently that, that the original kind of curry, as in tikka uh-huh. masala and stuff like that, was like invented... Either in Glasgow or in Bradford or Manchester or one of these places, that it wasn't actually a, an actual original dish from Bangladesh or India or Pakistan, is that it originally it actually when when the people first emigrated into the UK that they invented mm-hmm. it because people expected curries to be quite yeah. hot and spicy, so it was something that somebody went, "I'll give you, I'll give you hot and spicy," so that's what they did. The popcorn with the candy thing, that's not something I've ever... I, I've not heard of that. Some, heard people of that. that some people do gummy bears. Some people do gummy bears. I can't imagine just... I have a... No, but, I
0: can't. Well, hey, don't knock it till you try it, as they say, Richard. I suppose Put so. you but some then, chocolate in with
1: no, but My problem with that is if you don't get properly unpopped, if not every kernel is popped, and you're reaching to the bottom, how do you know? Uh,
0: there are And dangerous. you're
1: blinding. I mean, you're entering yes. Russian roulette, roulette territory where you could be taking unpopped kernels, putting them into your mouth at the same time as you've got M&Ms. You're crunching down hard, and all I hear is the crunch of these molars hitting unpopped kernels, and then it's, you know, well, Once you get to the bottom,
0: in. that's a risk you've got to take.
1: Is that is that how you make it? So is that when you're getting to the end of the film, you're approximately getting to that point with the popcorn? So you're almost sharing the risk of the main characters as they reach the finale of the film that you potentially could end up in thousands of debt, thousands of dollars of debt for dental work (laughs) due to gnashing down on popcorn.
0: You know, we're in this together.
1: In all honesty, I... I, your dog is
0: really barking. Your dog's adorable. He's he adorable, adorable. He but adorable. he's a Barker.
1: He is a Barker, Clive he bark. Barker. He's a. <laughs> he is the river. He is the river in books of blood, which is brilliant. Because as I talk while he's barking, that means there's no way that's going to be possible <laughs> to edit this out. So he's going to be <laughs> in it's the okay. background. It's okay. I've just. I would put some. I would have put I, some. Uh,
0: it's not just you, dear listener. Richard has a dog barking incessantly in the background. He's
1: not incessantly. He's calmed down. Quite, uh, quite incessant. He is calmed. It's not incessant. Okay. He's kind of insistent. I think it's not <laughs> incessant. <laughs> <He's more laughs> is, that, is that how he got
0: here? You never know with dogs.
1: You never. Well, I think so. Um, salted caramel is my weapon of choice when it comes to um, popcorn. Salted caramel? Salted caramel. Mm. It's a really nice flavor. I,
0: I am OG. I just give me plain old popcorn. I don't. Really? I do not like the movie oil slash butter. Oh, no. So I always just take it dry because it's plenty salty and enough calories without it. I don't need that extra oil clogging up my already thick arteries. Uh, I don't care for caramel popcorn. I will eat it like Cracker Jacks. I don't Mm. like them because that's the issue with Cracker Jacks. Like, the first two handfuls are fine, and then everything after that is just hard kernels, and you're going to bust your teeth. Uh, Which is the The best standard movie? With butter, with butter, or... uh, uh, Yeah, I I just like original popcorn, no butter. Robin.
1: What I do like is I like if you get, like, say, a bowl of popcorn, and then you get some macaroni cheese, and you put your macaroni cheese... On top of your popcorn, and then you put some onion salt. You might think you're salt. joking right now. You might think <laughs> you're joking cheese,
0: but you know macaroni and cheese makes everything delicious. <laughs> and then you put on the get, grill. If you get those fluffy kernels, make sure there's yeah. no other hard kernels in there. Oh, that'd be mac- amazing! It's like
1: it's. I can't imagine. It's like that, that Portlandia. That?
0: They're like put a bird on it. In my in my case if, if it's food, put mac and cheese on it. See what happens.
1: I wonder what mac and cheese would be like with a steak. I, I I've had mac and
0: cheese with steak. I don't okay. put it on top of the steak. See, so I think you potentially it's a, put it. On it's top a good of side. It's a good side. Uh, I mean, depends on the quality of the steak. A good steak, now.
1: <laughs> Any more emails? One more. This is from. Let's read it. Come on, let's. <laughs> it. I well, I don't. Do you know what I don't want? Is I don't want people because there's nothing worse than you. You know, you go. Oh well, maybe this week I'll send them my email and somebody's going to read out my email. Yeah. And then it, they go through the emails and your email doesn't get read out. And I know, don't bother doing an email again. Because, I, and that like, makes me sad
0: because that yeah. has no doubt happened with us because we often ask for emails for podcast fodder. And mm-hmm. then we always end up in like some random discussion and never get to any of the stuff we originally intended on talking about.
1: Well, that is just the nature <clears throat> of your podcast. And that's the way it's going to be. That is true. Be. You just have true. to accept that. This is part of this kind of healing. This
0: is from... Uh, One of our dearest of listeners, Lindsay of Lindsay and Eric, she says, hi, snobs, and sends a little hand wave. Hello. I hope you haven't melted from the seventh level of hell, hot summer. It's been very hot. I have a a small pool outside that I dip in and out of. My veggie garden is toast. A cactus literally sprouted up, and that's about all that's still alive. I believe they're somewhere like in Missouri. So, yes, it's hot there as well. Anyways, this one's actually game related. Here
1: we go. Oh, oh, here we go.
0: For a board game podcast. Anyways, Eric taught me to play Lacerda's CO2 this weekend. Apropos, not the remake, but the original. I gave up on Kanban or Kanban, however you want to say it, because the scoring was so convoluted and Venus was. And all I have here is a pukey emoji. So, not a fan of Venus, apparently. Uh. So, I've been apprehensive about learning another Lacerda. I know y'all have played some Lacerda games. I really enjoyed CO2, though. Have you played? We have not played CO2. I believe of the Lacerdas me and Jerry have played... Jerry has Venus... I think he does have the first edition. He played Kanban, Kanban... He, it was. I think he actually has like. Isn't there a Kickstarter or something for like a new revised, yeah? There was Kanban EX or something.
1: I think it's EV. I think Kanban Jerry's EV or EVX or I think he's
0: like in on that, but we have not played that. The ones I have played is Gallerist on Mars. That may be it. I've played Gallerist on Mars. There. We have pretty different tastes in games and themes, so you'd probably describe it as dry and themeless, but you should give it a go. Rulebook sucks. Fair warning in regards to CO2. Have a great weekend, Lindsay. Sorry, Lindsay. She wrote this a good many couple weeks ago, so we're just not getting to that. Uh, Lacerda, I have a gallerist is one of those that we see the good things in it, but Lacerda tends to put so much stuff, in my opinion, unnecessary things that do convolute his games. Like they could be so streamlined on Mars. I really, really liked, but it's so difficult to get on the table because. There's so many little ticky tacky rules that are just added on and free. You can, this is a free move, free move. Do like you literally do one move, but then everything else is all these alternate decisions you have to make and have to remember. And so I'm not a huge Lacerda fan.
1: My issue with Lacerda is that everybody, you need somebody who's experienced in the Lacerda game to actually teach it. And it's almost sometimes you feel that you would actually need Lacerda on your shoulder while you're playing the game so they can point out all of these extra little rules that are going on. And there's so much. And I've seen a lot of people comment, oh, we've played this game, but now we need to go back. We've played Venos, but we need to go back and play it again because we knew we got this rule wrong and we have to play the whole thing. But it was such a number crunchy type game. It was such a big meal to digest that to go back and get the same people to play the game again is going to be a bit of a task. Because we kind of enjoyed it, but it was. I heard a lot of people saying it's a, it can be a ticking-off exercise. But it depends on the type of weight of games that you want to be playing. Because I understand some people absolutely love it, they're like, give me Kanban all day. Mm-hmm. Give me Ven House on my face. You know, give me all, you know, I want CO2. I don't want to only breathe out CO2. I want to breathe it in as well. I and I understand people in. that completely just want to smother themselves in it. And for me, um, Lisboa is like another, i want to play Lisboa because
0: I hear such sharply like either it's one of, the, I feel like he's a, most people either hate or love his stuff. There's not much middle ground.
1: I think it's down to how I think it's down to how you're taught and how you play, and I think with some of these some of these bigger games out there, that if you have somebody that's quite that's willing to come in and almost like I'm here to teach as opposed to I'm here to play, then I think if they're willing to kind of hold your hand and show you everywhere that you're going wrong, I think you're going to have a good time. But if you have on the other side of it, if I think. There's too many times it'd be like, I'm going to stop and check the rules. I'm going to stop and check the rules. I think they're wonderful games. And there's people that really, really love them. And it, and obviously the, the Kickstarter stuff as well. People love the Kickstarter. They're, they keep going back and throwing money. Um, and the artwork's usually fantastic and the components are really, really brilliant. But um, Yeah, that's, he, they are very nicely produced. I will say that. So what kind of weight a game? I mean, what kind of weight a game do you kind of, prefer i mean have you been playing anything recently that's kind of like you've uh, gone back to that you really really kind of you really I really kind of liked
0: i have uh, i have underwater cities literally sitting on my table that i've been playing solo that's i would say that's about as heavy as i like to go we played hmm. carnegie i really liked carnegie that was a kickstarter wasn't it quite recently yeah but i bought it in retail that's so, strange. I don't know. Was
1: it yeah, an older it's, version it's, you maybe bought, or was it
0: the new No, version? it's it's the new one. And it's oh, also on BGA, finished. Board Game Arena, and that's oh, a right, fine. Okay. It's a really good game on there. Uh, yeah, I... Underwater Cities, Carnegie, that's... I don't know what those weights are. I think they're pretty close. Like, they're on the heavy end of the threes, mm. but... I don't like to, I prefer my, my area is like Concordia. Yeah. Like that rule book is just super small, simple, because it is a simple game, but the old cliche of simple game yet deep strategy. Like there's your movements are so like you do this one thing. But yeah. with that one thing, you have many decisions to make. Are you going to do that one thing here, 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 or here? And with that come all these other decisions. That's my that's my cup of tea. Lacerda's, and even from there, if you go into, like, GMT games, like the war-style games that are so frick, uh, you know, these th- books of intense type and text that it's like, I, we we never discussed this, but we tried to play... Cuba Libre, which is like the introductory into the GMT war style games. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jerry, Jerry read it, figure it all out. And we we attempted to play a game of it at BGG Spring. Me, Jerry, Bubba, Enrique. No, it was Mike. Enrique wasn't there. <laughs> Anyway, it, and it was, it's so asymmetrical, and I had no idea what was going on, who was doing what, what I'm supposed to do. It was too wide open a thing for me. So I prefer a very streamlined, limited style game where, like, these are the one, two, three actions you can take. Yeah. Take those. Yeah. And within that, you have some decisions to make, but I like it to be limited for my own brain because beyond that, I, it's hard for me to follow.
1: I just can't – I'm not like um, – and there's this gif or GIF, whatever you call them. There's the one of Zach Galifianakis kind of looking at different numbers and equations and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And when I go to the board game club, there's a couple of people that – you can hand them a rule book, you can tell them the rules, and they have already know exactly what they're going to be doing within the first couple of turns to win the game. And I always have a simple philosophy when I play games, which is if I come third, I'm happy. <laughs> because my brain, I'm a bear of very small brain. Yeah. I can't work these things out. So Third I've out been, of three? Yeah, third out of three is fine. I mean, if I come <laughs> second, then that's fine. I'm I, most of the time when I'm playing games I, nowadays. I shoot not to be last. That's what I shoot for. I don't even. I'm not even that first because it's been so long. I mean, the first time. I mean, it must have been last Friday was the first time that I kind of met up with people that I hadn't seen in two and a half years, which oh, was wow. the strangest thing because we've all been a bit cautious because there's a you know a couple of my friends have got um, they're, you know, the pretty much immune suppressed and you know so it's the oh, first time in a while before we're all clear and 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 COVID is on the increase again in in scotland across the, across the uk covid has we been
0: eradicated g- here in texas it does not I, I heard they wrote a lot about it doesn't,
1: that no one you don't have
0: to even wear a mask it's brilliant you don't have to
1: they we got rid of it. that i'm not going to get political because i have a lot of <laughs> thoughts about, i have a lot of thoughts about texas <laughs>
0: So it's, it's only in, in your brain. If you believe it's not there, it's not there. That's how it works here in Texas.
1: I call on the healing power of denial. <laughs> the Rio Grande has fixed it. <laughs> we thought that denial was in Egypt, but it turns out it's in Texas. <laughs> Lots of denial. <laughs> um, but no, um, so when it came down to games, we played um, Brian Boru recently. Um, oh, yeah. Osprey Games. Oh. It's... Um, it's basically a, a kind of... A, it's a lovely kind of... It's kind of like a difference between... A slight difference between a kind of an area control kind of trick-taking kind of game. So what you'll uh, do is you you. Trick-taking. Uh. Yeah, no, but you say that. You say that. But it's kind of like winning the hand. So basically everybody plays the cards. There's cards between the numbers of 1 to 25. They're not repeated. So there's numbers 1 to 25. They're like four... Four different colors. You've got a red, yellow, blue, and you've also got a grey card. And one of them represents uh, battling. One of them represents marriage. One of them represents the church. You're basically taking over the. You're basically playing as uh, Brian Boru, the High King of Ireland, trying to renew, you reunite Ireland. And you play this. You play. You play cards to win the trick. And if you win the trick, you got you 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 take over a territory. But if you lose, you get. The second you get the you get the kind of the loser spoils. So the cards divided wow. into two things. So the top part is generally you get to win an area that's currently being contested. The bottom part you're allowed to basically um, move up the managed track or 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 fight off some Vikings or add some add a con add some congregation to your church. Basically, that's how it works. And it's kind of it's that kind of thing. It's just kind of fairly kind of minimalist and kind of easy to kind of easy-ish to kind of understand. And then you literally play like kind of four rounds. The person who wins the trick wins the area. Everybody else kind of is always winning. And the best thing about it is once you get to the end of that particular bigger round, then you work out who's the highest on each of the individual tracks. And the person who wins, they get wiped out. They basically get dropped to the bottom. Whereas the people who came second and third, they they stay on the track, but they maybe lose a place. And what it means is that sometimes even if you are kind of like second or third, it's worthwhile kind of being in that situation because you can win kind of later on. And it takes about maybe about 45 minutes to an hour to play. But once you're rattling through it, and it, it kind of it's not overly complicated, but there's a couple of little rules in there that interpretation's a funny thing. In that you can get three different people reading like one paragraph and a set of rules and come to th- three completely different conclusions about how certain things work. So we did have somebody at the side that was like, they were dying to play, but they kept saying, oh, I'm going to go away. But they never, they never, um, so they never took part, but they kept kind of jumping in and saying, oh, I thought it was this and I thought it was that. So they're sowing the seeds of confusion, but it was a very, very fun <laughs> game. We really, I really Why does it. the
0: person in first get knocked off the
1: track? So that they don't dominate a track the next time it comes round again, basically. Oh. So that once you've won, you win the spoils. You basically win the kind of the spoils of being first. Oh, on the track. like each round or something? Yeah, each round, and then you oh, drop back okay. to the bottom again, so that okay. you're never because everybody's sense. climbing. Um, the other one I played was Dune Imperium, which is your worker Ooh, placement, darling. One. We like that uh, one. I won that one and i was really really surprised but something it that was just good one. it just clicked on me and i knew exactly what character what I was going did for. you
0: have did you win with
1: um, i was the duke i think mm, i was okay. the
0: i had dave Bautista when i played jerry last time and he's real good in battle and yeah.
1: i want yeah yeah i can like i i just managed to forge alliances up the left hand side of the track Mm -hmm. So I won kind of all my points from there So by the end of it I was like streets ahead Of everybody else because everybody Was slowly kind of building up the lead and I just went I'm going to just form alliances Get as far up the track as I possibly could
0: That was That's why I like that game So much because you can Take several different ways To a victory you can Battle your way there go up Mm -hmm. That alliance track uh, Let's see several Different ways I mentioned two. Surely there's a third but yeah, I, uh, we, I, we. I'll speak for Jerry because he's not here. We love
1: that game. Well, I am here it's g- Gobby. Hey, am here. good to see you. I've had a little bit of hay fever. And <laughs> I have I've, said
0: nothing but positive things about you. I'm this episode. So,
1: <laughs> I, I, I decided to jump in at the end here. I'm real. I'm a sound, maybe a little bit stuffed up, but that's because I've been out there. Um, I managed to make it Find rain. Find the tiger king. <laughs> You're being so terrible because he's not here to actually defend himself. <laughs> he's going to listen to this and it's going to go like that's it. I'm taking I'm going to take the R E O N out of our Patreon and I'm just going to leave and you're just going to be le- you're going to be left with nothing but Pat.
0: Now, well, uh, we will let's see. This will be out. This episode will be out the weekend that we are recording. We are recording here on Sunday, the thirty first. Yes, this will come out. Uh, let's see if I could do quick math.
1: August the third. Oh, so it's only a couple of days away.
0: August the third me and Jerry have a play date. We, we try to get together. The, well, we so far we have been successful the okay. first Friday of every month. So that will be this Friday as of this recording. August the 5th so we will play Games I, I don't know that we have Anything new to play he's had Race to the Rhine here on my shelf For a long time uh, We have Alma Mater Malter matter Alma mater 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 it's M-A-T-E-R here in Texas That's mater and that's a that's a vegetable Slash fruit you eat Is tomato a fruit truck? or a
1: vegetable Isn't that the truck in the cars Movie scene Mater no that's tater <laughs> No, it's Mater is the car. No, it's Tater Mater is the truck. I'm pretty no, sure. I'm going to have to Google I don't this. think so. If you're Uh-oh. listening along, if you're listening along at home just now, shout as loud as you can. Get her done. That the, guy. I'm telling you. You might, he's you right might be right. You might be yes, right. I think I'm he there okay. okay. There you go. I'm showing the camera. Oh, just go. Go. Okay. There you go. There you go. That's the one He goes. He goes. I believe. I think I made the right choice about who was <laughs> going to be my best friend. That guy. I tried to get
0: Dan to do an American accent, and he refused. He said it was beneath him, basically, is what he <laughs> That's said. That's
1: because he would just say, you all come back now, you're here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> the stars I, at night a deep, big, and bright. <laughs> deep in the heart, I'm not paying those prices. <laughs> Anyway, he's a big celebrity now with his Quora Quest, and his Quora Quest expansion I, and stuff I know. I'm so like that. glad that
0: he's able to come on our show and continue to
1: promote more Quest. Know. He's like goes on breakfast TV and stuff like that to uh-huh. talk about he's, his he's games all and about, stuff. You know,
0: I mean, he's no Mike Delizio, but he's trying to get there. He's trying. I to get think there. you know.
1: I think I've seen Mike's eyes of late, and they're certainly emerald green. I'm telling you, there's a bit, of, <laughs> there's a bit of jealousy. There's a little bit. Yeah, je- I don't want to say. I don't want to say. I don't want to say. I didn't. You didn't hear that at first. So, are you are you kind of into your kind of your Euro style worker placement type games? I mean, is that what you? Yeah, that's
0: that's that's that our your preferred style. We yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I do have one. Uh, Lords of Vegas is in my top five of all time. I love that game. It's bidding, uh, dice rolling, gambling. It's,
1: it's Ian, just stupid fun. Ian from the Giant Brain um, news podcast, which you should consider listening to. Um, they, they love Lords of Vegas. I always hear some very, very good stuff. It's, it's about a great game. And
0: if they like Lords of Vegas, they might be. Uh, what's the name of the podcast? The giant brain. The giant brain. Is it about me? <laughs>
1: Dedicated to Gobby of the board game snobs. No. Yes. I guess Just it could kidding. I guess in I that guess in, small, your mind, in your product. mind it could be. It could be. Alright, so uh,
0: right. something I read on your blog post that you were a switching okay, I'm a little dumb. Do you have a blog post that's not your WordPress that's not we're not uk, which I, also I don't have understand.
1: okay, so I have a blog spot which is provided by Google. So I have We're not Wizards.blogspot.com. Now it used to it used to be the case that if you typed in uk, it would redirect to the blog spot. But then I pay for my domain name and everything like that and so the people who provide me with that also can provide me with hosting so they gave me the option to build a wordpress website which means it's away from google which means it's kind of independent and also you're a bit more restricted in what you can do with the blog spot so over the last kind of maybe six months i've been almost double posting i've been posting on The WordPress site and I've also been posting on the the uh, the Blogspot site. But I'm slowly moving. I'm going to be moving more and more towards the actual WordPress site basically. Um, What does .co
0: mean? I understand .uk. United Kingdom I assume.
1: It's just the way I think it's just got to do with the way that it came out because it was either .co.uk or .com but for some reason for the UK they decided .co.uk. I don't know why were, that like was most, at things,
0: most things are like just, you know, we're not wizards.com.
1: Why is yes. that not available? It is, and I've got it, but I use it for my, I use it for the podcast. So if you go to, oh. we're, not, if you go to we're not wizards.com, it directs, it redirects to we're not wizards.fireside.fm where you'll find oh, okay. all of our podcasts, you see.
0: So I was reading your last—I assume it was your last blog post. I'm not sure um, about the advertisement of certain tables, Geek and Sons. Was
1: yeah, that okay, the last one? okay, okay, okay. Let's let's clear this up because I, I, I yeah I, I kind of I did a whole right. Okay, there was a whole pile of us got this kind of invitation mm-hmm. to. And I
0: saw the Dragon's Tomb video. Yes. Or,
1: yes. No. Bless bless their cotton socks. The Dragon's (laughs) Tomb have always... They've always kind of taken things firmly with kind of like tongue-in-cheek and stuff like that. So they have... I mean, I remember one of the the funniest videos I saw from them was they did the letter jam. And they reviewed the game Letter Jam, and they opened up the box, and it was the Letter Jam box with jam in it. (laughs) And he basically went to review it. And he's reviewed various different things, because he's the type of guy that if you get sent like, you know... um, here's something to help you kind of, you know, um work from your desk. We know you're a tabletop content pro- producer, but do you want to have this thing that allows you to stand at your desk? So you get sent it and he reviews it and he mucks around with it. So we got a lot of us got this um got this email to say, you know, from Geek and Son saying, would you, you know, we're gonna be doing a kind of a partnership program. And of course, as you know, you know, I get I I mean I got you know I get, I work with people like, you know I got I'm very very lucky I mean I do regular stuff with Osprey Games I'm on the AEG kind of content mm-hmm. creators kind of you know, and I also do kind of there'll be smaller publishers that will reach out to me and say hey do you fancy a, a kind of a look at a game and I'll do that so Geek and Son kind of sent me the thing and and I because it was like because they they they're, 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 they they sell like two thousand dollar gaming tables yeah yeah they're not cheap they're not cheap so the first thing that i did was i actually phoned them up (laughs) i phoned up their head office just in case because there had been some other kind of scam emails going about people pretending to be other things to get folks details and i phoned them up i said oh he's just aware of this we had a conversation about it they said yeah yeah it's real it's i mean it's genuine and of course in in some people's eyes i was like well how are we gonna how are we gonna do this and then, it, 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 the long and the short of it was, it kind of it turned out to be, we're not going to send you any kind of product to kind of review, which I'm, I'm sure people would realise. I mean, you had, I mean, everybody kind of knew um, that there was no way that they were going to send out kind of two thousand dollar <laughs> kind of gaming tables <laughs> for people to review and then kind of send back. That wasn't kind of kind of, kind of happen, but it did kind of become like a kind of a, it was kind of like. Um, here sign up for this affiliate marketing program so basically become a marketeer for us and, and and kind of market our gaming tables and then you'll basically get a commission off the back of that and that really really it's <laughs> really funny because in the kind of the reviewer site and you guys I mean, I mean you're not I always view guys as you give opinions, you you pretty much, you know, a lot of the time, I would say 90% of the time, the games that you've always played, they're you've pretty much, you've put money down on the table to buy those games. Mm-hmm. So as far as I'm concerned, if you want to say they're rubbish, or they're brilliant, or they're fantastic, then that's fine. There's no kind of connection. And for someone like myself, it's a little bit more of a gray a grayer area, because it's like, well, I am being sent, you know, I got sent the Horizon Zero Dawn board game by Steamforged. <laughs> Which is an expensive game and it looks absolutely lovely, you know, get and it's got, and I'm a huge, huge fan of the video game, so I'm already kind of interested. Um, and it comes down to that whole grey area of, well, if somebody sends you a hundred pounds worth of kit, how kind of, um, you know, how kind of unbiased can you be kind of thing? But I think the thing that I think jumped in people's craw, as we would say here, is that they were basically geeking somewhere, coming out and saying, look, be marketeers for us and we'll give you money. And I think a lot of content creators oh. at the time were kind of like, how dare you accuse us of literally marketing product. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, we want to get money through our Patreon. So it wasn't anything on their fault. I think it annoyed a lot of people because literally there was a lot of people that felt called out. They weren't gonna get any and there was a lot of people who were like, Well, how am I meant to talk about your product and market your product without actually seeing your product or experiencing your product? Yeah. So there was a right layer, there was a few people who were kind of annoyed. Kind of annoyed at that. And my thoughts on it were just a case of well, people were felt kind of called out on it. You can't really kind of fault Geek and Son for asking people if they would be interested. Because from their point of view, they were looking at well, how other people how do other how do other tabletop companies market their products well the they're basically asking they're either giving money to people to get them to do kind of promotional videos or they are sending them out product to get them to talk about it we're not in this position to do it so it was a bit of a brouhaha
0: to say geek and son we are board game snobs at gmail.com we will take any monies (laughs) that you feel free to send our way
1: but that was the thing, though. They weren't actually given any monies. Oh, never there mind. Weren't actually, there wasn't any monies kind of up front. We I think will sell what, out. I think all they were saying is here, have an affiliate link, and if somebody kind of buys a table off you, then you get a commission off it. So people were oh. like, oh my goodness. You're, I, I spend hours reviewing these games and writing up about them, and then they potentially sell it. I think it was because you were, people were directly involved in the sales. Side of things, yeah. I don't get when I write a review. When like when I wrote a review, I published published a review recently for um, uh, I published reviews recently for the Transformers deck building game and the Power Rangers deck building game, both by Renegade Game Studios. Who were they're they're very nostalgic heavy. They're super fun, kind of very simpleish kind of deck builders that have their own kind of representation of the IPs that they're representing. I don't get a follow-up email from, I don't get a follow-up email from Renegade Games to say, Oh, thanks to your efforts or thanks for your review. Cause it was like, mm-hmm. you had your positives and negatives in there, but thanks to you, we've had X amount of more traffic to the site and it ended up converting into 10 sales. Mm-hmm. You know, there's not that side of the whole equation. You know, I don't type I don't, in
0: code. We're not wizards for exactly, your new copy.
1: Exactly, exactly. I don't think. See when, sh- um, shut up and sit down. And do videos or no pun included. Do videos or even your dragons tomb guy. They do videos. I don't think they then get email. They probably get like a little nice email to say thanks for featuring your mm-hmm. our product on your video. But I don't think they get the kind of the nitty gritty. Well, thanks to you, we had. You know, we sold. 300 copies over the weekend
0: you know directly
1: on our website kind of thanks to you so I think that was the kind of the bit where people were like ooh this is actually turning into sales, and I'm not sales. <laughs> I'm a content creator. But that's creator. all
0: reviewing. I mean, that's what that's what you were saying. That's what you, you made a good I was like they're calling us out for basically kind of what we are, but everybody likes to pretend that's not. I mean, board game content creators, for the most part, are marketing, and that's what people say. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's like, oh, we're going to talk about this game. And if it's in a positive light, then you're, most people are like, yeah, I go buy this game. And that's yeah. what it is. Yeah. But I mean, you know, you can be ticky-tacky about this and that. But I, you know, I, we, we have been sent a few review copies over the years. We got Chaos Order just recently from uh, Sam McDonald and Renegade. I, mm. uh, is it Renegade? It's Garfield Games. I don't know if Renegade does it, but.
1: Yeah, I think we liked it. we liked it a yet. lot. Yeah. It
0: was very good. But we've also been sent a few, and it's the it's the whole thing of oh, if you get sent a review copy by the by the company themselves, are you gonna give a positive review to maintain that relationship? Because if you give a negative review, you could take the chance of ruining that relationship and blah blah blah. Yeah, but my and job but-
1: my job isn't to service the the companies i mean yeah you know i mean there's games i mean i did one with cosmos which was for a game called Carrick, which um it's so it's so much like CoreQuest. quest it's ridiculous no, it's t- it's tile laying <laughs> <Chronic laughs> it's tile laying <laughs> and it's in dungeons and characters and stuff like that but it was missing out it was all it was um in the sales side of things uh, we have a phrase that's kind of like it was all sausage and no sizzle as Ah, in the components were there for what could be a very very good game but it completely lacked any kind of heart or flair or Mm -hmm. anything that made me want to kind of, there wasn't any charm there, there was nothing and and that was because I played Cora Quest some time ago and that was something I was like, well, there's a kid's illustrations in it. It was just cutesy. It was fun. There was a lot of heart in it. So, I mean, and, and, and I wrote about that. And, but I, I said at the end, you know, but, you know, my son played it. When I played it with my son, he absolutely loved it. He thought it was the yeah. best thing. He thought it was the best thing ever. So he would play it again. For me, I would, I wouldn't play it again because it just, I just, it, it felt kind of very, very flat. So there are games that I'll be, I'll, there are games that I'll be, Kind of critical of it. And I think that's your job as a reviewer.
0: I, I, I think we, when we first started, I think Jerry used to like email and try to get review copies of stuff because we were just starting and looking for stuff to review but at this point it's almost like our whole brand has kind of changed brand our whole podcast of what we do has kind of changed like people don't rely on us for the new hotness discussion or review so no we don't search that out Uh, every now and then it happens to coincide like we got sent chaos order we liked Mm. it so we discussed it yeah. Uh, I bought Carnegie. I think it's relatively new, but I bought and paid for that myself. Mm-hmm. We have had a few that was... We got Star Trek Conflict sent to us. game. It was a flicking game dealing with Star Trek. WizKids sent it to us. The worst game of all time I've ever played. I absolutely <laughs> hated it. I absolutely hated it. We put that out, and I don't know that we've heard from WizKids since, but... Uh, and we've had a few over the years be sent to us, and we're like, well... It was sent to us. We told them we would do a review. So here's a review. It sucks. I'm sorry, but we hated it. Uh, And I don't like doing that because, you know, you don't want to be rude and at the same time, though, you feel this what, this integrity thing that uh, I don't know. I try not to get that feeling. People too keep often, saying honest.
1: They keep using the word honest, and I use give, that. am going give you my honest, honest, review. Review, like <laughs> honest review, and it's like your honest <laughs> review means you don't like it, which means normally me you g- give a normal dishonest <laughs> review, which means you do like it.
0: Here is our Dennis dishonest review.
1: Yeah, and it was the but, same uh, with was it was it Sh- when I um, reviewed, shamans. um... And I I reviewed Sh- and here's a really here's a really good example. I reviewed shamans and I just went look. Um, I'm just not I'm not getting this. There's no spark here. There's no fire. Mechanically, it's very sound. Thematically, it's pretty mm-hmm. sound. But I'm just not. I'm just not excited to kind of get it to the table. It's very competent. And Hasha Games, who um, who they sent me the game to kind of review, they kind of went here's reasons why I didn't... Here, here's here's Richard's review. And they actually retweeted it and said, you know, it's good for people to actually explain maybe why something didn't hit home for them. Right. And that was wow. the first... That was extremely unusual. And my respect level for them kind of went from... It was already pretty high, but it went mm-hmm. even higher for them to say, well, actually, here, we're willing to ro- kind of roll the punches here. And I think that... um I think we're still needing to cross that wall in the board game kind of space. That yeah. any any publicity is kind of good publicity, and I think there's still an awful lot of people kind of tied emotionally to their project. That it's very very difficult. I mean, Hashi Hashe are a, they're a distributor, so they don't care. They don't usually have, they don't have necessarily a direct tie with like the designer developer. Um. So I think sometimes they kind of just need to kind of jump over that wall and say, look, if we get like a negative review and that has like tons and tons of views, why not just promote that as well at the same time? Because yeah. it's kind of helping getting the kind of name out and it might reach somebody who actually says, well, actually, that, that could be something I could see, see myself enjoying,
0: you know. Yeah, I saw something similar recently with uh, Dan Thoreau of Space Biff. yeah he reviewed i think uh something to do with the title blade sequel or spinoff or something i don't and james hudson who is i guess a designer marketer i don't know but he retweeted J- uh space biffs and it's like basically there was mutual respect there of he didn't like our game but of course he said it in a very respectful way and was able yeah. to say this is what i didn't like about it but you know, some hits for people and some misses for people, and you may enjoy
1: it. Yeah, it was Tidal Blade's Banners, wasn't it? Because yes. I, I saw the kind of the conversation yeah, kind of about that. So
0: that's good that, you know, there can be, you know, I didn't like this, and of course Space, but Dan is so ridiculously, like, I, I his reviews, I need to break out a dictionary and take a college course in, because he uses terminology I can't understand, but yeah. Very, very deep and insightful and smart. And I'm like, oh, okay. But uh, yeah, it's like he didn't like it, but you know, other people will. And that's that's a, kind of a cliche, dumb thing I to just, say because, of uh, course, everybody's
1: tastes are different. I just kind of end up writing how I talk. I want yeah. somebody, somebody kind of reading my reviews as if it sounds like I'm just, we're just having a conversation about something and I'm just kind of giving my, what I thought of it kind of thing. I don't I do not do a general kind of breakdown of components and stuff like that. I don't do a kind of like a general blow-by-blow blow of every single mechanic that's there. I'll pick up on mechanics that are interesting. I'll pick up on mechanics that I think work or, you know, if like the artwork's special. It's like the Power Rangers review. I was like, kind of like, well, the artwork's really good, but um I've never seen... Power Rangers is re- a real-life thing and all the artwork is kind of like comic book-based. So kind of, there's a little bit of... Kind of, it doesn't kind of... 100% work, because you were kind of expecting kind of like real-life characters because that's what it's kind of based mm-hmm. around, so it's kind of things like that, but I enjoy it. Do you know, right? have you and Jerry not thought about, you know, taking a... I we know that Jerry, started... came, it's hard to get Jerry to even respond to patrons, uh, God, <laughs> Jerry, Don't get me started, he can't take even do drink, an email. Take a drink, it's okay, sorry, take a drink. i I've
0: been needing to get a refill this whole time, but i have been to have to... see so you go. You
1: just that's just melted the, ice, it's on <laughs> the fumes. I've got, I've got, I've got <laughs> when we first started, of course, yeah. we
0: come out with gusto. We had boardgamesnobs.com, which mm-hmm. uh, we had written reviews, yeah, but that required so much money per year and. Uh, we just didn't have time for it, and after you know, like a year of us not write, doing a written review, we're like, you know what, we can't, we can't focus on this and a podcast. So it's like we had to, with our limited time, focus on just podcasting. So we let the boardgamesnobs.com dot com website go into defunctness. All right, but we, uh, Jerry, did write a few reviews. I wrote a few reviews. Jerry is a he needs a editor, and I had to go through and, like, him and his wife always hmm. kind of checked his writing, and his his he's his writing is funny and good, but as far as, like, punctuation and capitalization, that's his weak spot. <laughs> so I would go through and kind of cover some of that, as well as uh, Jennifer, his wife, and yeah, Jerry's a good writer. He I, I enjoy the stuff that he always puts out there, but he he ain't got time. He ain't got. He's I'm not gonna, even on
1: the show. I, I reckon. right. I reckon if I asked him to guess, guess right, something he would
0: block. he would put out something very funny and also insightful.
1: Yeah, Tim I from, say, Tim, from Sir, Tim from Sir Tim from Sir Meeple. Right, this is here's an irony. He wrote. He was. We were writing comedy pieces for a bit because we thought we'll, we'll muck around, and get some comedy pieces, and he wrote something about the. Um, the um was it called the 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 clay warriors in China? You know the ones I'm talking about, the terracotta uh-huh. army. The terracotta army, yeah. And yeah. we joked that you're basically Simon were going to do the terracotta army, but you were going to actually get life-sized <laughs> <laughs> miniature sent to you. Yeah? And three months later, a company had announced that they were doing the terracotta oh army. My
0: and we were wow. just
1: like, "What? That's ridiculous!" It was so 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 funny. So there you go.
0: Well, Richard, we have come upon an. an we're at. A, I'm well. Pre-editing. We're at an hour sixteen, and that's yeah. with all of our uh, uh, talk beforehand. Who knows what will get edited out of this? I like to keep it a tight forty. Really? But uh, wow. But- I'm just I, I say that that's just that's just generally where Jerry tires out of podcasting and he's like, Alright, let's do something else. So usually around the forty minute mark we ended up we end up finishing an episode. But I like anywhere from forty minutes to an hour and a half. That's good.
1: Well, let's set about set about this. I'll tell you what, okay, this has been this has been a lovely time. Let's not keep keep going until we both get tired and cranky and then head down <laughs> to a little too good late. thing. So I've been out of whiskey for a while. I know, and this is brilliant. It's like almost like a drying out session. You're going to get the shakes and the cramps (laughs) any second. I'm starting to um, come. Do you want to tell the people where you exist on the internet webs? Where can people find the board game snobs on the internet? You
0: know what? Thank you for doing this for our own podcast, Richard, because we do have a Patreon we just started up. I will put the link in the show notes. Okay reviews on apple are always helpful we are Mm -hmm. we are close to 100 reviews but we're not there so if you listen on apple and you can give us a review not a 10 star because that's too much yes not a one star because we're not garbage that's right just somewhere in the middle five star review on apple
1: because they are extremely average
0: (laughs) we are the (laughs) epitome of mediocrity it's Leave like, us a five star mediocre review on Apple, yeah. uh, Spotify, you can rate us five stars there. Do that. Anywhere that allows you to give us the highest of marks, please uh, do so.
1: And you've also got your Facebook group, which you can find. Our
0: Facebook group. group, which has recently got over four hundred members. So there you go. All of which at least ten post on a semi regular basis. Which is good. We appreciate you. Uh, our Facebook, our Instagram, all of these are linked in the show notes. They will be, and again, our Patreon, which someday I will be able to access and <laughs> purchase a computer that does not crash. But we'll see what happens. he has
1: been show. out has been show the money. Um, and if you want to find out, if you want to follow and do stuff and just generally hang around outside my house, and find out what we're up to. We are, you know, I am going to be podcasting more regularly from now on. I'm kind of like a bear. It's come out of its cave and has been in hibernation. It. Been in a bit of hibernation. But again, you can find us on, um, you can find us on we're not for the podcast. You can find us on we're not wizards.co.uk for the blog. You can find us on we're not wizards.blogspot.com for the old blog, which is still the new blog. It's still got the new stuff. All the stuff's the same. It doesn't matter. We're on Instagram at we Wizards, Twitter at We're Not Wizards, Facebook. We've got we Wizards. We've got 433 people we've got our group a private group which is very very private and friendly and only certain people are allowed <laughs> in there as well um you can find us occasionally on um yeah and we're on tiktok and uh, we also and do wh- like reviews
0: and we're is w-e-r-e no yeah. apostrophe no apostrophe. because it's sh- it basically work. it's were not wizards we
1: were not wizards We were not wizards. It's the irony of the entire thing. I've been going on about how I'm not wizards for years, but actually we were not wizards, which potentially means that we are (laughs) now wizards. But, you know, I'll Uh, let... He doth protest too much. I doth protest too much. I wish I knew what that meant.
0: thank you for coming on and being my co-host this episode. Dan Hughes was tired of me calling, and I believe he was getting Core Quest tattooed in the small of his back upon this uh, calling, and he couldn't... (laughs) He wasn't available. Is Matthew tra- Jude no longer returns my phone calls. Mike DeLizio's still stuck in the tower, so here we are.
1: Fantastic. Not
0: that you were my fifth pick, and Ben didn't answer his phone either, but that's okay.
1: Ben's Ben's out. Oh, Ben's out and about. Matthew Jude's cr- traveling the world. I didn't Matthew's know that. Matthew's traveling. Dan,
0: Ben's on his bicycle somewhere, no doubt.
1: I didn't know that Dan was getting that tramp stamp at last. I th-
0: <laughs> you didn't hear it from me. You didn't hear it from me. <laughs>
1: Thank you very, very much for letting me come and pay a visit.
0: Enjoyed it very much, and this hopefully will not be the last time. Last yes. time it was like October of 2020 since we I we're don't even here. want to
1: talk about that. I Let's make it sooner. So long. Yeah, and when Jerry decides not to turn up again.
0: Whenever <laughs> Jerry's not here, I will call. Fantastic. All right, until
1: next time, I'm Gabby. And I'm Richard, and this is the We Are Not Wizards Board Game Snobs Podcast. <laughs>
0: Bye bye. Bye bye. Thank you for tolerating this episode of the Board Game Snobs. Stay classy. Is Michael flatly Scottish or
1: Irish? I always forget. he's Irish. Oh, he's my apologies. oh my goodness! Lord my of the dance.
0: My apologies.
1: It's like river dancing. It's some kind. It's like Irish country. Ga- you do get Scottish country dancing, and it's kind of like a mixture of Irish kind of country dancing, where you've got to have your your arms kind of stuck right yeah. at the side, Glue to the side,
0: as your legs go to town.
1: As your legs literally look like somebody who has. Their legs have gone to sleep, and then somebody's picked them up by their head, and their legs are just going, What's going on here? What's doing? And it's like, and it was amazing at the time. And I think for a time, he probably, the guy that invented it, or the guy that made it popular, Michael Flatley, probably didn't have to pay for a meal in any town that he went to. I think that he, I think that he pretty much kind of ruled the roost. He was, Lord, I think he started River Dance, and then he went to Lord of the Dance. Uh And that's who he Lord Flatley. Lord Flatley. Michael Flatley. And then he disappeared. It was like there was this big, bright, burning Flatley, and then all of a sudden it was a sizzly flame. And I'm pretty sure he's probably come back. He's probably doing things alongside kind of health and safety fire, you know, health and safety fire (laughs) inspections kind of thing. You know, and we're going to show you where the exits are today. And now we have Michael Flatley from Lord of the Dan, who's going to show you how to go down the stairs. He kind (laughs) of walked like Fred
0: Flintstone. The Flintstones walked with their arms to their sides.
1: Is that not something to do with animation? And is that not something to do with, probably, saving frames and... Sales, like
0: et, cetera, et cetera,
1: So right, well. we should do we should do an intro, shouldn't we? Are are we gonna are we gonna keep recording are this is this gonna be part of the show or are we just are you gonna do your usual?
0: I don't know. Whatever you want.
1: I We're think very just- loosey
0: goosey here.
1: We are very. Do you know what happens? This is because there's no. This is, this is calm. There's no, and relaxed. there's no Enrique. There's no Enrique. There's no Jerry easy. shouting at us, What are you doing no it this way for? Drama. What are you doing it that way for? I'm going to come down there with my bear traps and I'm going to lay them outside <laughs> your door and then you're going to be recording them in a certain way. And then I'm going to go back to nursing. And, you know, the other day I was like, I had a punch a hyena in the face uh-huh. to save it from this burning house of squirrels. They were just to And you got to stop. him. You have to interject. You
0: have to interject. Get him to stop telling stories. And then when, anytime you get him to stop telling a story so that you can talk, then he's always just looking for the next moment that he can jump in and continue on a 10-minute conversation about stuff he does. It's all about him. Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. Euthanizing the
1: elderly. Couples counseling. This is what this is. We're in couples counseling. Welcome to We're Not Board Game Wizard Snobs. My name's Richard. And and alongside me today is I've got Gobby, who's who's doing his his usual amazingness. Glad to be here. Richard, thanks for having me on. thanks Thanks for me kind of having... It's kind of like, almost like we've looked down and realized that i'm standing on your feet and you're standing on my feet <laughs> <laughs> you know and we um, kind of we're just going to have to to have to kind of run with this um i think i think one of one of the things to point out very very quickly is that um over here there was like a there's been like a football event like a kind of a women's world cup soccer kind of thing and uh England, the English men, they played their competition and they lost in the final, but in the last, literally in the last kind of 15, 20 minutes, the English women, the lionesses as they're called, they've beaten, they've beaten Germany uh, to a historic win. Congratulations. Well, it's nothing to do with me because obviously I'm not, I'm not English, but (laughs) you know, but, uh, congratulations, yeah. congratulations, then, mate. Congratulations, well done. congratulations, Don well done. Hughes and everyone else that suddenly <laughs> will claim the team as their own. Exactly, that they've been watching. I've been watching since the very beginning. I have. Oh,
0: <laughs> it was a good game, innit
1: it? <laughs> I love your your English accent. It's always the best. It's always fantastic. It was absolutely brilliant. I thought they were amazing. I've been watching them since 1974. <laughs> Before they were even incepted, (laughs) before they were even born, Um, (laughs) I knew they would be here someday. I was going to get, I was going to get tickets. I was going to get tickets, but you know, I won't pay them
0: prices.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So no, but that's a bit. That's a big piece of news. I mean, um, it's really funny because what people were actually saying was that you know, and here's a fact is that. that basically women were banned from actually playing football um, up until about, I think it was something, up until about 101 years ago or something like that. The, the end of the Second, the end of the First World War. You can't kick a ball around. You're a female. It, do you know what? It's interesting, because if you look into the history, I know we're not going to go anywhere near board games. We are going to go near board games. Got the board games I prefer it. not to go into
0: the history of things, but go ahead.
1: But I know that, you know, that Jerry is away. And as we said, I know that you... Do you like people that go off on their own tangents about stuff? But literally, the first, during, the, during the First World War, women started playing football at the same kind of professional level that the men were doing. And then at the end of the Second World War, at the end of the First World War, they banned women from playing football. Because they then deemed, with all the guys coming back from the trenches from World War One, they decided that women weren't meant to be playing football. So it's, so people think that women playing football was a new thing. But during the First World War, the, when they were taking care of the munitions and they were working in factories and they were basically working the farms and keeping the, the, the United Kingdom going, they were also playing football at the weekends as well. And there was leagues and everything like that going on. And, and people say, well, women's playing football is just a recent thing. It's not. It's been going on for for a little while. So so now them winning the World Cup is just a really big thing. It's like a culmination of all these things. So it's quite, It was basically it's quite like
0: exciting. them saying, we don't really need men. I mean, <laughs>
1: really? Well, I suppose they can turn around to the kind of the men English team, English oh, men's team. and Now just that we're say, done
0: fighting, we're
1: back and we're going to take back over. You know, you're just, you know, yeah, we've won. You know, you didn't. What did you do? Men are the worst. What no, did you do? What did you do in your final? You lost. That's what. You did. We, <laughs> we, we went ahead and we won. Let us all down. You did. Let <laughs> us all down. Special Here guest: Dick Van Dyke. Called <laughs> <laughs> so bleeding all. blimey, governor. Paul he had a Mary, cup of tea. Poppins. Yeah. <laughs> shim shimmy, shim shimmy, shim shim shim. Step in time, step in time. <laughs> Absolutely fantastic.